podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Previously on Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. Yeah. And you could train the drones that the interview the players to like try and shoot at them. <laughs> You weren't expecting that, were you? So hopefully he'll learn his lesson. Take, take five, five catches isn't enough, Joss. Take yeah. all ten next time. Sir Humphrey Shufflebottom has died <laughs> and here's an obituary of his life. <laughs> In a week where the retirement of a certain terrifying South African fast bowler means that the number of stains in world cricket has decreased by far more than one, this is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. So there we go. That's uh, that's Dale Stain bowling Brad Haddon for the second time in a test. Uh, do we know if Brad Haddon had any stains? <laughs> Probably a few. Yeah, I, I think a lot of lot of players had stains facing up to to Dale Stain. That is a lovely clip too, just showing in, in commentary that you can you can really uh, work out the best phrasing there. It's yeah. skillful bowling. Yeah, good good tactics to to take these middle stump out of the ground. Yep. Yep. yep I agree. Mm. So you're here with Cat Jones and Dan Lipke. This is another episode of Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. And uh, Dale Stain, uh, he's retired during the week. He has. Yeah. Very sad. It is, it is very sad. He's almost certainly the best bowler of his era. You know, James Anderson lasted has lasted longer. Yeah, that's right. And Mitchell Johnson sort of sparkled with more brilliance, but for a briefer period. Yeah, right? for a much briefer period. Mm. So so Dale Stain, he's like in the, in that, uh, that that sweet spot of terrifying and long-lasting. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. He'll, yes. be, he'll be missed by everybody who didn't have to face him. Yep. But did d- did you think that Dale Stane was already retired? Because I was yep. very surprised. That was perhaps the most surprising thing about the retirement was I could have sworn he was already retired. This is a thing, right? Every cricketer that retires, <laughs> you sort of go, hang on a minute. You know, occasionally it's a surprise, but most yeah. of the time it's, is this the fourth or the fifth time that they've actually retired? I think South Africans are worse. The South Africans are definitely the worst at that. Yeah. Uh, A.B. de Villiers, I could not tell you right now whether he's retired or not. I feel like he's retired, but he, he threatens to come out on multiple occasions. Yeah, we'll hold that thought because Stain, Stain may come back in this podcast alone. Okay, <laughs> yes, that's very possible. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. Plenty of stuff going on in world cricket, but we probably only have time to cover the, the fourth test between England and India. Yes, there's plenty of... Uh, Test cricket between England and India, and the series is now very nicely poised. It is huh? very. It was one all going into this test. England before the test began, they added an ollie to the team, which uh-huh. I like to see because it meant they doubled the number of ollies in their in their team. So by my projections, by the fifth Ashes test, they'll be have 128 ollies in their starting eleven. Oh my goodness! Which seems terrifying, isn't it? It's a terrifying prospect. Absolutely, we must act now to flatten the curve. <laughs> Yes, yes, can't, can't let them get out of control. No, uh, no. So on the first day of the test, India were bowled out for 191, which 
you know, it doesn't sound like a great score, but it's almost two and a half times their score in the first innings in in the previous oh, test. Okay, so they're improving. And, and and they did even better in the second innings of this test. They reached four hundred and sixty six, which again is almost two and a half times. Oh my goodness! Their, their first inning score. So again, exponential growth is coming into play again. I, What's going to happen in the fifth test? Well, then? the fifth test, by my Tell reckoning, us the numbers. They'll, they'll get about eleven hundred and sixty five in the first innings, I and then almost three thousand in the second innings. So they'll be hard to beat. I think. My goodness, that'll be fantastic to watch. Yeah. Well. Or it'll just be five days of India batting. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. fine too. Yeah. Uh, but in this test, they, they did lose three wickets before lunch. And they, they sent in a lunch watchman, which I <laughs> like to see. Ravi Jadeja was bumped up the order. Yep. Um, are there any other areas in which we need watchmen? Well, I mean, you, you could have drinks. Drinks, drinks watchmen. watchmen yeah. watch, you can't even say that. Drinks, <laughs> drinks watchmen. watchmen. Yep. I, I like to think that Jadeja just likes to be bumped up the order at any opportunity though, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I also thought maybe you could have a, a toss watchman uh, oh, for captains right. who are notorious unlucky at uh, calling the toss. Send in a toss watchman to, to yep. see out the toss for you. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, don't they always have a drink anyway when someone goes out? So <laughs> if there's much. a drinks watchman, you'd have a drinks watchman for every single wicket. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to load your side with bowlers in that case. Yeah. It's another way of getting Ashwin back in the side, right? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. And it just yeah, and it occurred to me too as I was thinking this through about the drinks watchman. They have a they have a drink. They always bring out the drinks when there's a wicket, yep. and it, it is a celebration. So they they probably are bringing out champagne or yeah, something, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they definitely I, should. So certainly at Lords, you, you just uh, you know take take one off the crowd as you as you trot out. Yeah, that's right. Oh, maybe all the sly, a sly spirit of cricket or something yes, like that. Yep. But you know that's uh, I'm going to be think, looking at those drinks quite differently. Mm. Uh, yep. So uh, in reply. England uh, England weren't doing that that well either. I mean, Joe Root uh, was out for something less than 100, which was very startling to everybody. Joe Root, the new number one test batter in the world. Mm. Uh, uh, so they felt a five for 62 early on the second day, but uh, Ollie Pope came to the rescue and he partnered with uh, several of them and basically uh, with the aid of Wokes helped them reach 290, which was a, a lead of 99. Was Wokes in this game? I mean, I watched a lot of it. I can't remember seeing him once. W- Wokes did all the action while we were asleep. I think because there's always third session action and I think that's where Wokes Wokes shine. Is that his specialty? I think so, yes. Uh, While we're not awake, well, there's a joke there somewhere. Um, (laughs) We're we're insufficiently woke to appreciate Wokes. Uh, I mean, of course, and Thakur had a fantastic yes. uh, first innings as well. Yes. Yeah, he scored. What did he, what did he make? He was 57 from 36. Yeah, that was a fantastic, fantastic little uh, little yeah. surge from uh, Thakur. Yeah. Is it, is it fair, like, I mean, he's, he's down the order. Mm. Is it fair that England have to take all the wickets all the way down to Boomer, basically, to win, whereas India, <laughs> they only have to take Joe Root. Joe Root, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that does seem very unfair. Yeah. Yes. That's not really fair at all. Anyway. Yeah. So... Uh, uh, with their 100, uh, almost, they deserved a 100-run lead. They, mm. they were just 99 ahead. Uh, England, India bounced back on the third and fourth day. It seemed to get much easier to bat on. So India ended up making, as I mentioned, 466 in the second innings, which meant that England needed 366 to win. England weren't helped uh, in, in trying to, to capture those wickets because their, their fielding was a little subpar, yeah. will, will we say? Mm. There, were, there was drop catches and uh, missed runouts. There was balls swerving in the air after taking the air and that, that, that encouraged them to drop a few catches. Yeah. Uh, the, the ball swerving in the air made me wonder if they were playing with one of those, you know, lawn bowl balls where it just had the bias on it and it was just, just kept yeah. moving away as they were trying to catch it. Yeah, it could be heavier on one side. Mm. 
Now, that'd make yeah. the game more interesting. Boulder a half-heavy ball. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, think the, I think there are a couple of highlights uh, during punts innings uh, of mm. England terrible fielding. Uh, the, the, the first one came when he, he was itching to like uh, to go after Moen Alley. And he eventually did hit a six, but it was a, a, an unusual six because mm. it was just going to be a two uh, with him scampering back for a second run. And then there was a wild throw at the stumps again from one of the ollies. Yeah. And uh, race to the boundary for four overthrows. So that's... Uh, does that get counted in uh, punts, six tally of sixes? Which well, it really should because there's a lot of skill in that dangerous <laughs> uh, second run, yep. right? Yeah. To, to anticipate the uh, overthrow is going to come through. Yes. But there, there was another perhaps even more impressive moment of fielding, which uh, I, I was uh, brushing my teeth getting ready for bed and, and you, you started laughing. At I was <laughs> screaming in the, in the front of the television. Yes. But that was where, uh, yeah, he played, he played out a, pretty much a dot ball and he ran almost to the other end. <laughs> <laughs> Had to turn around and scamper back and, and recover. So almost ran a two as mm. uh, a couple of the uh, English fielders failed to uh, carry out the run out. It was a pretty, pretty uh, simple run out too. I think yeah. uh, I think it was Moen Alley fielding. Uh, he just had to toss the ball to Johnny Bairstow who had raced up to the stumps and he yeah. said he had a wild fling and then... And then Hasib Hamida <laughs> the, he also right. fumbled it. So that was that was uh, very satisfying for punt. Got yes. to recover a little bit longer. Yes. Uh, so basically uh, England started the final day. They were number 77. They needed 291 more runs to win, mm. uh, and they did pretty well in the first session. Didn't score a lot of runs, but they only lost two wickets. And then in the second session, uh, Jasper Boomer discovered uh, discovered his Yorker and basically blasted out the middle order, and and that was that. Uh, yes. India ended up winning by 157 runs. In my opinion, there's nothing better than uh, bowler just sending the Yorkers down at yeah. the end of the match. I yeah. mean, it's much better than the display of fruitless bounces that we saw in the earlier Test matches from England. So. Yes. I think that's a really good point. So we had mm. Boomer getting his 100th test wicket. Yes. Congratulations yep. to Jasper Boomer. I think he was one of the fastest Indian seamers, if not the fastest Indian seamer to, to get. I think it was only his 24th test. Yeah. And some more numbers, lots mm. of uh, 50s in this match. Yeah. And, and, and you're not talking about scores between 50 and 100, which mm. is how people usually measure uh, 50s on, on the statistics tables. Yep. It's, these, these are scores of precisely 50. Yeah. Precisely 5-0, the most efficient kind of 50 you can yes. possibly get. Like, yep. No, no wasted time. Get straight back into the pavilion. Have your shower. You've already done your 50. Mm. No need to bugger around getting 53 or 57 yep. or 72. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not going to score a century, just yeah. score your 50. Move on. N- not, not, notch that <laughs> notch that number in your tally and then, yeah, move on. Get someone else in there. So there were four 50s, one in each innings mm. of the test, wasn't there? Yeah. Four, four precise 50s. Four precise 50s. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Someone else, uh, it was uh, Rit11 uh, on Twitter, said that Virat Kohli was playing his 96th test match. Mm-hmm. He faced 96 balls in both innings oh. as well. And he also took his 96th catch oh, in the great match. Great numerology from Virat yeah. Kohli. Yeah. There must be something very uh, s- uh, sneaky and special about that number. Do you, uh, do you think he was aware of that b- before the, the match began? Do you think he was trying to do this? I like to think that's his main goal. Yep. To, to, to get yep. these numbers all lining up. Yes. Anyway, we know that there's one person uh, from the Australian camp who will be amused watching this match and watching um, Punt in particular, mm. and that is Pat Cummins. Oh, so I yes. found uh, an article online saying that Pat Cummins picked uh, Rishav as his most enjoyable cricketer. So he, he has played with him before mm. in the Delhi Daredevils, uh, sorry, Delhi Capitals. What, what, one of the Delhi teams. One of the Delhi teams. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he thinks Punt is the most enjoyable player he likes to watch in world cricket. Are you, even when he's bowling to him? <laughs> 
think so. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe he's uh, he's not so happy then. But he said, uh, punts fearless. I wish I could do that. Jeez, he's brave. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the place that he said this, mm. uh, I found it online. It was someone who was transcribing an interview and the interview was on Josh Layla's Twitch account. Oh, God. Imagine how dedicated you'd have to be as a fan to find this little bit of audio and then report on it. To from... track down the Josh Layla Twitch account. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Which we have watched because it was <laughs> a fundraiser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can recommend the, the Josh Layla. He's, of course, a, an ex-Renegades uh, mm. BBL player. Yep. Uh, I can recommend that Twitch account. But yeah, that's that's where it came from. Anyway, before we move on, I have a pre, a pre-advertisement quiz mm-hmm. for you. Oh, pre-advertisement um, quiz. I know we have another quiz later. This is just your warm-up quiz, okay? So who is this? As I was scrolling through uh, doing my research for the mm. quiz, uh, I found a profile on, on CrickBuzz, and this is in the profile information about this cricketer. See if you can guess who this cricketer is. It in, the intro says, a spunky, chubby teenager <laughs> with gelled hair shot to fame after leading India to glory in the Under-19 World Cup. I was going to say Pat Cummins, but uh, <laughs> they're, they're leading India to glory. Pat Cummins has never been chubby, I'm sure. <laughs> it's hard to imagine, isn't it? Let's go Virat Kohli. It is Virat Kohli. Yeah, there you go. He was t- being t- spoken about as uh, his 2008 self. Oh, imagine a little adorable Virat Kohli, 2008, with uh, yep. with a uh, um, gel in his hair. Please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors. These sponsors. It's always the same. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it's a d- different item where we're talking about today. Yep. So we've done other items, but this time we, we're going to talk about pre-ordering my next book uh, because it will be out <laughs> late in October. It's called uh, 50 Great Moments in Australian Cricket and it's pretty much uh, just me using some of the great moments in Australian cricket to uh, to discuss why cricket is the greatest sport. I, I really just wanted to write about why cricket's awesome, but uh, the, the 50 greatest uh, uh brand is, is strong with the publishers so yep. so this is 50 great moments in Australian cricket and uh, perhaps a handful that are, have only very tenuous links to Australian cricket. And so by great moments you mean unusual moments don't you in a lot of cases? A lot of cases well, I mean we do, do have some classics we've got Steve Waugh's mm. century up mm. the last ball, Shane Warne's ball of the century, Siddle's hat trick um, you know Elise Perry celebrating a double century twice but uh, <laughs> yeah so we've got all, all those kind of things. But John we Dyson's catch. John Dyson's catch. Oh, uh, Adam Gilchrist walking. Uh, yep. But we do have Steve Harmison bowling a wide to start an Ashes. Yeah, okay. And, and this time I'm not limited to, to just the last 50 years either. So we've got Bannerman and Bradman and everybody's oh, Bradman involved. finally makes it in. Bradman pretty much hogs the entire section on statistics, as yeah. he tends to do. Yeah, so, okay. Yes. Well, you can pre-order this one now. It is out in the actual book you will get in mm. October. Yes, uh, the book is will be released in late October. So yep. assuming you're allowed to go out to a shop and purchase it, you can do that, but you can pre-order it now and get it delivered uh, online. Absolutely do that, because who knows if any of us are going to be in any real wild world bookshops. So yep. order it now for your Christmas present, get it ready to go. Yep, and, and I, I, I got sent a copy uh, this week, yeah. and it looks fantastic. So you can go to leavecricket.com, great big link on the front page, or if you hate clicking links, you can go to leavecricket.com, 50 great moments. Let's play. Are you smarter than a fifth grade cricketer? 
So this is our quiz. Are you smarter than a fifth grade cricketer? And Dan is going to be taking on the quiz master. Yeah, yes, that's you, I assume. It is, yeah. is just, just the two of us here. Yeah, yeah. We can't be bothered getting other people involved. <laughs> yep. So I did a reasonable amount of research for this quiz mm-hmm. last night while we were watching the cricket. And yep. the quiz is going to be called South Africa, Are They Retired or Not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Yep. So I thought it'd be a fun game until I started Dale doing Stain it. Dale is retired. <laughs> well, is wait a minute. <laughs> uh, look, I thought it would be a fun game until I started the actual research. And it's impossible to work out which bloody domestic competition all these geriatric South Africans are playing in. It is <laughs> – they go in and out of retirement, as we mentioned. I yep. needed a research assistant yep. to get through all of the – We need an intern. Data. Where's a Sanger? <laughs> Do need an intern. Anyway, since the sandpaper test, South Africa have only won, I think, four out of 13 tests. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I want this to be a difficult quiz, so you're going to have to decide if they're retired from all forms of cricket. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to name some South African cricketers. You have to guess, are they retired? Mm-hmm. And also, what percentage retired are they? Oh, Jesus, okay. <laughs> how are we measuring percentages just based well, on how many forms of the game? It's pretty rough. There, yeah. there, there's a wide uh, margin of error here. <laughs> yeah. But if they're retired from all formats, mm-hmm. um, it's 100% retired. Mm-hmm. If they're still play, if they're just retired from tests, mm-hmm. they're thirty three percent retired. Yep. There could be some in that category. If they're still playing T twenty of some kind, mm-hmm. if they're a gun for hire in the IPL, but that's that's about it. Yeah, um, they're sort of sixty six percent retired. I'll mm-hmm. let you b- graduate that because there are some playing other forms of yeah, cricket as like well, like three team cricket. Yeah, you never know. Mm. So and and uh, some people have retired from cricket, and we don't know yet if they've retired from all forms of work. Or but, <laughs> so bonus points if you know their retirement oh, job. God, I don't know any of these. Let's go. Let's start with. Your favourite that you mentioned earlier, A.B. de Villiers. Mm. Uh, retired? <laughs> retired? You've already told me you don't know the answer to this. Retired or not? I think he's retired from everything other than uh, T20 franchise cricket. I think he's still running around in the IPL. So I'm going to say he's 67% retired. Oh, very good. He is still running around but, in but the that, IPL. That, that, that fluctuates wildly with A.B. He's up yeah. and down. He keeps keeps offering to come out to play in ODI World Cup. So he, could, he right. could pop up anywhere. He could indeed. So I think... I think there's a very large margin of error on that. <laughs> yeah. He's age 37. He mm-hmm. still could come back. Uh, he has threatened to come back for the, I think it was a T20 World Cup 2020. So he's season. age 37 and much like Virat Kohli, he's going to come back for the 37th time, right? Maybe, yeah. yes. He did retire. The reason we think he retired so often is he retired from the captaincy a number of times. Uh, yes. I think he might have retired from the captaincy individually from every form of cricket. <laughs> and then he retired from keeping. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think we, we found, we thought he'd retired a lot of times because he kept retiring. Retiring from small components yes. of so, the game. So he's a graduate. He's, he's not like this uh, binary kind of all in yeah. one retirement. It's just like nah. he's slowly just whittle away his, right. his playing. No cold turkey yep. for him. And there was a rumor he would play in, if you ever heard of this, the 2021 Everest Premier League. Nope. Now this is in. Oh, is this one Fox Foxtel is going to be showing this? Oh right. Well, this. Well, it, but they, they couldn't show Australia Bangladesh, but they're going to show the bloody Nepal <laughs> Everest, Everest Premier, Premier League. League. It's supposed to start on the twenty fifth of September. I don't know mm. if it's going ahead because now, of course, the IPL starting at exactly the same time, <laughs> and. Some of the people that were going to go to the the Everest Premier League are now playing in mm. the IPL, including uh, Ab De Villiers, because he was yep. he said he was going. But I, I feel like are there any rules about which comps can be called Premier League? Because I don't I, think so. <laughs> I 
feel. I mean, it feels like a spontaneous game of park cricket out there could could be some kind of Premier League. I mean, I, I think uh, Everest Premier League. You, you think that's going to be you know at the base of Mount Everest, presumably. Yeah. But I, I think it's more for retired players, the, the ones who are ever at rest. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, so you are correct on uh, Abu Davilis. We'll give you a point for that one. Mm-hmm. The next uh, Test cricketer, the next cricketer is Mornay Morkel, retired oh, or not. Okay, I haven't thought about Mornay Morkel in decades. <laughs> He's been gone so long, my uh, autocorrect changes him to Manus Merkel. <laughs> So I wanted to include him. You think he's retired? I 100% retired. Okay. Well, he's he retired from test matches in 2018 and yep. from ODIs in, in uh, Feb 2018. BBL, though. Oh, is he still going? Is he's he? Sti- he he's, he's actually not just retired from cricket, by the way. He retired from South Africa. Oh. He, um, he's come to live in Australia. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's, yeah. he's married to some... An Australian. Yeah. So he's, um, he's, he's retired from, from cricket in South Africa and from South Africa, but he, he did play BBL in 2021. Okay. So he's not technically retired. No, he's still about. He also threw his hat in the ring for IPL... And the Everest Premier League. Potentially. Uh, so I'm not sure what percentage you would call that. But he has played the most recent season and he probably will play again. Mornay Morkel's quite tall. Um, if he plays in the Everest Premier League, does that mean his head is more likely to be <laughs> at those those really dangerous heights where he needs yeah. oxygen? Does he need an oxygen mask to play? I think he might have to have an oxygen mask yep. while he's bowling. That mm. that would be a good good thing to do. So he's – you thought he was 100% retired? Yeah, I, I – I, I, I mean, he's probably 70, 75% yeah, no, that, retired. That's a, that's a fail. He's not currently playing, but he could play in the next season. Yeah. We look he could play to any that. minute. Yeah. Next one, Hashim Amla. Oh, no, he's not retired. Uh, maybe he's retired from ODIs. Uh, I'm going to say he's 33% retired. 33% retired? No, I think he is also 66% oh, okay. retired. Again, uh, age 38, he's uh, he's getting up there, but he could still be playing. He retired from tests in 2019 oh, and ODIs he? in 2019. <laughs> he's been gone quite a while. Uh, and But he has uh, he is still playing. He's been playing uh, in the... In the current IPL mm-hmm. for CSK, and he's also playing county cricket and first class cricket in in South oh Africa. Oh God! So he's barely retired. I mean, he's he's retired from international sort of retired. cricket, but maybe he's only sixty percent retired. Yeah, okay. We could we could say. And so, what's he doing in retirement? He's playing cricket, yeah. basically. <laughs> uh, good, good work, Ash. Yeah. Okay. Next one, Dale Stain. Dale Stain is <laughs> well. He's retired from all international cricket. Is he retired from T20 franchise cricket? I'm going to say he's not. I, I, he'll be popping up in the IPL. Yeah, he is going to be popping up now, but not so much in the IPL. Oh, okay. He doesn't like the IPL. It's too, uh, I think it's too lucrative for him. <laughs> he doesn't like the fact that everyone goes in it for the money. So he likes playing in the Pakistan, the PSL, the, yep. the, the Sri Lanka Premier League. Mm-hmm. He has recently played in them. So he's unavailable for RCB this year, mm-hmm. but maybe he'll come back for the IPL once uh, his, his funds start to run low. Yeah, yeah, you never enough. know. Yeah. What does he like doing in his retirement? Do you know? Uh, he was he was a movie actor at one point. He's he's on IMDb for some movie <laughs> role, but uh, I, I assume he's going to be in the next Avengers movie. You never know. Yep. Skateboarding, fishing, and surfing. Apparently, right? Okay. Okay. Let's uh, give you another one. What about Quentin de Kock? Oh, he's he's still he's hundred percent unretired. He's zero percent retired. Correct. Zero percent retired. You're doing pretty well on these. Mm. Well, let's, uh, I'm not sure I am. Let's try one last one. Yep. Faf. Is Faf retired? Oh, Faf. I don't oh, I'm tempted to say Faf's Oh, that's a really tricky one. Uh I, I would have thought he's zero percent, but I'm not sure you give me two zero percents in a row. So I'm gonna say he's thirty three percent retired. He's retired from ODIs? Yeah, well, he's actually retired from tests. Oh, has he? 
He has retired from Test cricket, uh, apparently, and he's uh, still potentially playing ODIs, although he hasn't played one since July 2019. So I think he's actually retired from ODIs as well. <laughs> he is still playing T20 cricket for South Africa okay, occasionally and, uh, again, playing in the CPL and coming back to the IPL. So, All right. so there we go. So uh, I know almost nothing about which South African cricketers are playing. I feel like are. even after that uh, segment, <laughs> nobody knows anything about yeah. who's retired and who's not. They like to keep us on, on our toes, don't they? Yeah, I mean, even Imran Tahir, who's in his forties, is still playing. Yep. Yeah, I, I do. I do know that. I, he's in. He's in the Caribbean Premier League at the moment. I think. Yeah, uh, and he's coming around. back to play IPL as well in, in in a couple of weeks. I had to stop looking because I couldn't find a single South African player who's actually retired. <laughs> All right, it's the Muller Award, our award for the most absurd thing that happened in cricket over the past week. We've got, got a few nominations this week, I think. We have indeed. This is our award named after Scott Muller, who hmm. did absurd things decades and decades ago. Yeah, forever ago. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't bowl and he couldn't throw. Allegedly, and... according to Joe the Cameraman. Yes. Well, one of our nominees this uh, week also can't bowl. <laughs> yes. And that's Jarvo69. Jarvo69. He uh, invaded the pitch again for the third test in a row, I think. Yeah. Uh, great, great security over there in England. Was it really his third time? His third time in England. I was sure he'd retired. <laughs> <laughs> no, Java is still playing. Bloody hell. <laughs> he invaded the pitch and he uh, decided he was going to bowl and he, he managed to bump into Johnny Bairstow, which is uh, always a dangerous thing to do. Yeah, don't uh, do that. Yeah, he might headbutt you at any moment. Uh, and and I, I think this is where the, uh, a lot of people thought Java 69 was very funny. I mean, he's obviously got that very hilarious 69 oh uh, my God. On, on the back. I mean, so. really, if he didn't have that on the back of his shirt, he wouldn't be funny at all, no, would he? No, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, but people started to turn against him. They, they started to get a little bit concerned, you know. Yeah. He's running in. What uh, the third time he came on? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so they're, they're they're very concerned that you know if he come onto the field with a some, something dangerous, he could have done all kinds of damage to, mm. to Johnny Bairstow. I mean, imagine if he'd been armed with an off cutter. <laughs> I mean, yep. Bairstow could have been in, in, in grave danger. Indeed, he could have really planned that. Mm. But no, he can't. He actually can't bowl. No, <laughs> he, he was pretty bad. He was very terrible. <laughs> yes, I, I still think he's going to win the BBC Sports Personality of the Year. That's the yeah. kind of thing that in England England tend to go. They, they like their comical antics. Oh, and people can vote on that too. They, okay, he's in yeah. great danger of winning it, I'd say. Yep. Particularly if England lose this test. Yes. There's not going to be any other cricketers in the lineup. No, definitely not. I mean, no. Joe, Joe, Joe Root's a possibility, but, he, but he's certainly no Jarvo 69. No, no, he, no, he's no, only no. got 66 on the back of his shirt. Yeah, exactly. We, we, exactly. Which is also a joke. It's the old Root 66 joke, which yeah. is, which is uh, kind of funny, but perhaps a little bit too, too sophisticated for yeah. the BBC Sports Personality of the Year voters. Which, which one is less funny? It's <laughs> difficult to know, isn't it's a, it? It's a very big competition there. Uh, now, what else has been uh, nominated this week for the Muller? Well, it's not not just uh, humans running onto the field. There, mm-hmm. There's also dogs running onto the field. So in the Sri Lanka <laughs> v South Africa ODI, there, there was a dog on the ground during the South African innings and, and the players had to run around and try and catch it. Oh. And that's brilliant. I, dogs on the field is always one of the very best things about cricket. Is it? Was it bring your dog to the cricket day? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I want the cricketers to have bring your dog to work day as well. That well, would be fantastic. Every cricketer goes out onto the field with a dog. Yep. yep. Well, imagine I'd, that. I'd love to see that. I, uh, I mean, uh, Michael Clark, pup, he, he, yeah. he, he, he could come along and... and <laughs> He'd just probably... be there on his own. Yep. I, I'd like to think it probably would have improved 
uh, England's fielding too because I think the dogs would have actually caught some of those. <laughs> Definitely would have caught some. And yeah. they, they may have been just as panicky in the runouts, but, uh, yeah. but yeah. they. they I mean, do- dogs are great. I mean, they're, they're very funny at junior cricket. When you're at junior yeah. cricket, all the players get involved and start running around <laughs> and chasing them. I'd like to see more of that at international level. Um, cricket yeah. needs at least one dog on the field at all times yeah. and ideally four to seven. This could be a fresh new, yeah, this could be a fresh new format. Yeah, you've... You, <laughs> We don't want. We want the. Um, we want the dogs to have to come next and stand next to the umpire at the bowler's end yep. quietly while the while the bowler is bowling the ball, and yep. then after that, all hell can break loose. Yes, I think that's good. Yeah. yeah, and the drinks break comes out. They've got their little bowl and they put it in there, and hopefully it's just water for the dogs. <laughs> yeah, 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 we do want that. And I think the the third thing we've got for the Muller Award is uh, James Faulkner. He's he's not happy with the Hobart Hurricanes, mm. so the, apparently the Hurricanes offered him a disrespectful contract. Um, wow. It's a, you don't want a disrespectful contract. So No, you'll end up in the Equal Opportunity Commission and there's yep. something else. Yeah, yep. goodness so, me. So James won't be playing for the Hurricanes and he may not be playing for anybody in the Big Bash because mm. it's he's left it a little bit late. He kind of assumed he'd just be able to play with the Hurricanes uh, with some modicum of respect, but uh, no. Goodness and, me. Yep. So I expect in the Big Bash this year, I expect at some point James Faulkner will have to run onto the ground al- alongside uh, Javo and uh, <laughs> a pack of dogs. And I think yeah. that'll be a, a fantastic conclusion to, yeah, to the Big Bash. Yeah, that'd be good. So who, who wins the Muller this week? Uh, let's see. I think I want to give it to, feel like I want to give it to, I definitely don't want to give it to Javo 69. No, no. Uh, maybe we'll give it to the dog that yeah, went onto the ground. Yeah, give it to the dog. A dog does, oh. Good dog. And Good you dog. claim that dog had retired, but I reckon that dog's coming back. <laughs> yeah, I think he's on, on the way back. He's only 33% retired, <laughs> which, which is uh, in dog years, I think it's only 5%. <laughs> You've been listening to Dan Lipke. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Lead Cricket. And uh, Kat Jones, I'm at Cricket Bat Cat. You can find us also at Can't Bowl Throw. Yes, and you can like us on Facebook uh, just by searching for Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. And we will see you all next week. See you later. <laughs> Podcast Network.